From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I am Joey Lovato. Joey, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling a little meta, ben. Oh, I'm glad that you said that. You want to know why you were getting meta today? Why are we getting meta? Because we're talking podcasts. We're talking about podcasts on a podcast. About podcasts. <laughs> well, this about, episode's about podcasts. About pod- I just wanted that to keep going like doctor, doctor, yeah. <laughs> doctor, doctor. So, so uh, we're talking about media, uh, and I think podcasts is almost the most emergent media that I can think of right now that is in the mainstream kind of contemporary lexicon of pop culture. At least for a format. I mean, yeah. at least for like a distribution platform. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, platforms are somewhat emergent, but they're kind of there now. But like, I think just podcasts, you're right, just by themselves, definitely we can say that it's emergent. They're having a, uh, almost a golden age. Oh, yeah, golden age of podcasts. It's, 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 we're in it. I think we're just entering it, really. Yeah, I think that's... I would. companies are starting that just make podcasts now. I'm wearing a Gimlet Media shirt today, which is a company that only makes podcasts. Right, right. Yeah, in a while it was, it was kind of diffuse before, right? And then things yeah. started getting popular, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, some of these like majorly popular... Serial. Po- like Serial, exactly. Serial. Um, NPR does... A lot. Like a lot of podcasts. Um, yeah, so everything's getting really kind of... It's a, it's a Big moment for podcasts. It's a big one, and we're one. Hopefully, we can be part of that big. We're moment. riding that wave, we're bro. Riding that wave. I mean, last week was like a big episode. Last week was a big episode. You so, know, yeah. speaking of like riding the wave, you know, yeah. we're hoping to like you know get new people watch or listening, and uh, you know, sort of start to engage some people. Yeah, no, Mark. Mark was great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about podcasts today. Um. Do we want to talk about just our recommendations to each other? Yeah, let's do the. Well, uh, let's as as always, we'll start with the recommendations, um, and then uh, we'll go from there, right? Yeah, sounds good. So you recommended to me. You actually recommended um, philosophize this, correct? Yeah, philosophize this. Yeah. So philosophize this, which um, I listened. Yeah. For a bit, <laughs> and then I found another new one that I just listened to that I thought I'd talk about too. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of, you know. It, it's so it's good. So this podcast is basically I don't even is he a is he's a philo- well, he he's he, a philosophy. He used to be, I believe. I don't actually. He, he he. I know he quit his day job to do this podcast. Okay. Um. So anyways, well, anyway, the guy he he takes a uh, a philosopher or a philosophical idea and then gives you kind of a description of of that. It's a very accessible way to do it. I feel like he's just giving a lecture. Like it's just a, if you were in a philosophy one one, like this is the lecture about uh, Aristotle or whatever. It is, and I think that it you but know he's fun. That's that's the the part of it, right? It's like a good college lecture on philosophy yeah. because we've had you know, maybe you have I don't know I don't know if you've had philosophy here at the university, but I've taken um, I've taken two philosophy courses here. Yeah, yeah, the philosophy course. I think it all depends on who's instructing it, right? Like I some had, people. Are, I won't name names, but I had a professor right. for philosophy 100, and it was abysmal. I See, hated it. But that's the thing, and I think that one of the th- one of the the kind of really good traits uh, of a uh, this just applies across the board a good teacher a good professor a good whatever no matter what the subject you want that person to be able to explain it in an engaging way yeah right and in a real and I know we talked about having relatability in previous episodes but I think yeah. that is important especially in teaching is relating to the content that you're learning right right and I've, I've heard of other like professors do this for like Shakespeare right like make it you know modern right yeah. so put okay yeah. this is what he's basically talking about like get past the you know the 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 specific terms used, and actually focus on what's happening in those stories. Yeah. And it's like you know endless kind of tales, yeah. that sort of stuff. So, anyways, I, I listened, but but here's my thing, and I've I've said this on the podcast before. Uh, when it comes time to like listen to a podcast or watch a movie or watch a television show, I spend so much of my day like reading theory, reading philosophy, writing papers about this stuff that like. 
when I, I just want something that I can honestly just like listen to or get like some news or some, something else, you know? Yeah. You want to, you want to separate yourself from your work a little bit. Right. Exactly. So like I I listened to it for a while. I'm like, I can see the value in this, but like, I just don't know that it's something I'm going to listen to. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, maybe I should have thought about that a little bit before recommending well, it. No. And I don't, I certainly, I'm not blaming, like I have, I have no problem with the recommendation. I really have no problem with the podcast other than it's just not something that I want to listen to. The reason that I like it is I'm very impressed with the fact that it's one guy talking with very, very minimal editing and music. And he just kind of like tells you this thing and you're like, well, there it is. There's no, it's not complex. That's true. Very, really simple. And I think... A lot of times podcasts kind of use complexity as a crutch because people love that like, you know, fast cuts, YouTube style, like boom, 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 like going between interview and interview. I know when I edit radio stories for my job mm -hmm. uh, at an NPR station, like they like if a quote is longer than 20 seconds, you need to cut it down. Like, because people don't want to listen to something that's longer than 20 seconds. And somehow this guy keeps it going. So let me just let me just loop back to the discussion we were just having. Do you think that like when you listen to podcasts, you listen to stuff that is just simple because you spend time in your job editing podcasts? Yes. So you, you're looking for like simplicity well, or like something that's that can engage you. But you're like, oh, that are you I guess what I'm asking is, are you envious of people that can do podcasts like that? Uh, yes, especially him. I, I think he does a really, because I think that there's, we, I mean, we'll just talk about it now before sure. we get into one. Uh, there's two styles of podcasts and then there's a lot of derivative of those styles, but the two styles are like the talk show style, which is what this is. Yep. We're just talking. We're having a conversation, not a lot of editing, if any, usually a little bit of music and that's about it. Yep. Um, I'm a little anal about post-production, but that's just me. Uh, that's why we sound so podcast smooth. <laughs> that's residual culture the podcast smooth podcast that is uh, i edit other podcasts too for my job um and they always say thank you to joey lovato for making us all sound podcast smooth nicely done uh if you want to listen to that podcast it is indie matters um from the nevada independent they are a political newspaper <laughs> john ralston yeah a longtime political con commentator in yeah. the state of nevada totally unrelated but yeah that's one of the podcasts that i edit um yeah. So, yeah, there's that the discussion type that we do, and then there's the heavily edited This American Life radio lab style where it's like, you know, it's basically like a radio story. It like, is, like Serial and the, all serial. those, right? Those it's, just produced podcasts. It's a very produced. Like, they have multiple interviews. They have music in the background. They've got, they've got a host that kind of comes in when necessary to explain things. It's, sound effects, Yeah, perhaps. they have sound scenes is a, a term we use a lot. Um, you kind of build this scene of like where you are with sound and you explain it visually and it kind of brings people into the the area where you're at. And so the, those are the two styles. Um, and I think that um, the philosophize this kind of goes with the the latter, which is, you know, the kind of talk show, but it's just him. And it's amazing that he can just talk to us and, and, and it's engaging. And quite frankly, I don't know what his um, listenership is like, but He's I would- He's pretty big. He's a bigger podcast. But see, that's what I'm, I, I guess I'm getting at the point of like, I think that, it's almost like, um, you know how like Cliff's Notes became real big for like the books you didn't want to read? Yeah. So like, if you don't want to go read Plato, listen to an hour long podcast. Yeah. And, like, and, he and will... he's way more engaging. And exactly. Fun. And it's like a really, uh, you know, easily digestible, perhaps maybe even preferable for some rather than sitting down and reading philosophy and trying to figure it out. You just have this guy who's explaining it in very plain language. Yeah. That's nice. It, I've had some really interesting like kind of existential crises when listening to it, actually, where I'm like, Whoa! Like I kind of see religion in a completely different way than I did before, and yeah. I, that's I like I like having those moments of those kind of eye-opening moments. Yeah, I agree. Um, which I definitely have had while listening to that podcast. I agree. Um, so yeah. Well, and so maybe off of that. So what did uh, so I recommended also for you? 
I mean, you, did you, I recommend you, it? I don't. You think recommended I did. it, but I was like, you should recommend this to me, even though you haven't yeah, listened yeah, to right. it. Um, right. It's called The Habitat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and you've been listening. I have. I'm, I'm three episodes deep now. Uh, it's from Gimlet Media, the shirt that I'm wearing yep. <laughs> right now. He's a, wearing the shirt of the band he's going to see or yeah, to talk I'm a, about I'm a in corporate, this case. Corporate shell over here. Yes. He um, but <laughs> so they, it is is brand new, um, and it's about um, it's it's about a habitat that has been built on a Hawaiian island, where it's isolated from everything else, and uh, NASA has built it, and it's to test these. Uh, I think it's seven or six people um, for a year. They're just in here, and it's to test uh, like Mars habitats. And so they kind of, these people send back audio recordings to a producer at uh, Gimlet Media, and then that person, um, you know, bu- builds this podcast. And so, you know, the first episode is them kind of, they haven't entered the habitat yet until the very end of the episode. And then the second episode is kind of them in the habitat and like how they deal with it. And now in the third episode, the cracks are starting to show. These people have to live in basically a garage for 365 days, and like it's they're in super close proximity. The toilets stop working sometimes, and they don't have normal plumbing because they're supposed to be simulating that they're in space. Um, mm. And the, all their food is fro- freeze dried, and they just have it in these bins in the corner. It sounds miserable to me. It really does. It sounds like a horrible existence. But they're all so excited because they're genuine scientists who want to do good and want to go to Mars one day and live there in a habitat. Sure. It's interesting. It reminds me a little bit of um, there was this, uh, I don't know if it was an experiment, and now I'm kind of forgetting the context of this, but there was something called the Biodome. I mean, it was also a movie like in the 1990s with okay. like Brendan Fraser or yeah, Pauly yeah. Shore or something. But um, they did this. So they built this Biodome uh, where scientists would go live inside this habitat, right? And it was like they they controlled the temperature, they controlled this other stuff, and they just kind of put people inside to see how they could survive. So it sounds similar to that, but like in a different context, because I think there it was certainly like a wet climate. Yeah. It wasn't like Mars-based And this climate. is a real thing. This isn't like, this is not, this is a really happening. Like NASA is actually right. doing this. So they're actually just documenting as the ex- experiment goes. So they submit almost like a, yeah, like an audio diary or yeah. something of what's going on. Yeah, and I remember like one of them is like, the guy's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record my shower. And then he's like, okay, shower's over. He's like, that was 10 seconds. Huh. And it was like freezing cold water. <laughs> Nice. Well, so, I guess if you're on Mars, maybe it feels good. I, I guess you have. Well, I guess you know they have to conserve all of their water is recycled, Everything. and they yeah. do that on this. It's amazing that like NASA has built this, and so I don't know. I like that kind of like inside the like looking at what NASA's doing and and kind of they're experimenting on these people. Really, like it's just kind of a social experiment. Can people live together in this close environment for? Extended periods of time. So I take it you will continue listening. Yeah, it's only seven episodes. Um, oh, okay. And they're all twenty minutes, which I kind of love. I love like a nice digestible. Only seven so far. Or are they going to continue? I think it's only seven. I think that's it. Ah, all right. So it's like it, I love, I love things that have an end too. I love. I, I hate. Um, oh yeah. Just I hate things going. that just kind of keep going and you never get to an end. At least when it comes to fiction. Nonfiction's different because sure. I mean we're not all going to just. Well, we are all going to die one day, but not. <laughs> hopefully not all at once uh, you know and on that optimistic note hey. uh, actually no so that sounds great and actually I might uh, check that one out as it's well it's really so good kind of, and especially it's if really it's good. only seven like th- that's fine uh, I just do want to get a quick plug for the other podcast yeah, yeah. What's the other podcast that I did listen to which actually I, I really enjoyed so I was just looking up like new podcasts and there was one called Lost Notes okay and this is like straight up my alley because as you know I love music right yes I do Lost Notes is um, focused on some interesting story from music or rock and roll history. Okay. Okay. So like the first episode and actually the only one I've listened to at this point, um, was the story behind the song Louie Louie. Okay. Like everybody knows, I mean, and this is the point of the episode, like everybody knows the song Louie Louie, 
but do you know where the song comes from? And of course, a lot of people would trace it back to the Kingsman, right? Specific Northwest kind of garage band, the Kingsman, that's the version um, that everybody loves, but actually they go back to the original writer of the song, how he got his inspiration. And of course, it's the same old story of like, um, you know, black artist was performing with a uh, Hispanic artist, like right next door, and he heard this melody, and then he started developing these lyrics for Louie Louie, which is, and you, this is the other thing, you actually find out the words to the song Louie Louie. Oh, wow. Because one of the hallmarks of Louie Louie is that, like, it's just sort of like drunken frat boy party after, you know, uh, Animal House. It's yeah. like, get up there and just start singing, <laughs> you know? Um, but they, they also point out a, a number of things about that song. So it was originally kind of like a, like a, like kind of like a. So you get like a nice history of the song. History of the song, history of the people, but then also this other interesting stuff, which I did not realize. So like FBI investigations into <laughs> Louie Louie. Really? Like it became this whole uh, big kind of cultural moment. And they do a really good job of telling that story, including, by the way, which I also didn't know, the fact that in the recording of Louie Louie by the Kingsmen, they messed, it was only one take because they couldn't afford more recording time. Oh, wow. And in there, in the course of recording, um, not only was the sound bad because the guy had to sing from a microphone that was hanging from the ceiling. So yeah. he was singing up into this, up into this <laughs> thing. But also the drummer dropped one of his drumsticks at the one point and yelled, he drops an F-bomb in the live oh, wow. performance. And it's on the recording. And this went by, you know, in 1960s America on radio with no one noticing this. What? Yes, exactly. That's amazing. And so it just gave, you know, that's the that's why I'm getting kind of like animated about it because it's it's a cool podcast because it's like it's only, you know, half hour long also. They just tell the story real concisely. It is nice and produced like we were talking about, but um they've got other uh episodes coming out. So it looks something I'll keep following. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I want to talk about podcast length a little bit because we brought it up twice now. Is yep. that usually the standard is an hour or 20 minutes. It's funny because our shows usually run around an hour. Mm -hmm. I prefer 20-minute episodes because Me they're too. way more digestible. Unless I'm on, like, if I'm on a car ride, if I'm commuting, a nice hour-long discussion is kind of nice to, like, listen to. But for the most part, I like shorter digestible pieces, especially when they're edited. If it's all, <laughs> which we talked about earlier, the word yeah. edited is kind of hard to say. It is. If you want access to that discussion, bonus content, become yeah. a Patreon. Yeah, $3. A patron on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... I think that the 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 length of a podcast is important, and I definitely listen to podcasts that are an hour long, and I also listen to podcasts that are you know twenty to thirty minutes. Uh, and I think that that's where most podcasts like lie. And I also listen to one podcast that's almost consistently three hours. Me too. Is it the same one? Uh, Jonah? No. So I I do listen to Jonah Radio, but not not um all the time. Yeah. But I I, I uh it's called uh. Oh my god! It's like my favorite podcast. Um, Yikes! And he can't remember. I, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. But uh, <laughs> well, I, you made it weird. You made it weird with Pete okay. Holmes, and he he. Oh, Pete Holmes. Yeah, 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 he'll go like three hours. He had one, I think, that was six hours. That's okay. That's too he much. just goes nuts. That's way too much. Um, but I love him. I, he's such a great host. But yeah, so if you, I like those because I'm engaged the whole time. And I think it re it really depends because I look at like my podcast now. There are some that are just like I can listen to for a little bit, um, but then I listen to Jonah Radio now uh, on the recommendation of my friend Nick, and and it, me, 
recommended that. And to you. you you did as well, yeah. Um, but I remember he he sent it to me and he's like, yeah, you should check this out. And then I think maybe I told you and you're like, yeah, you should check that out because this like the Nerdist and he goes, yeah. blah, 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 blah. we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but that you know, Jonah Radio is like it's like two hours. Oh yeah. yeah. But what's cool about it is that he does get interviews with people that I know. I know their work. No, I, I don't know them, right? But yeah. I know their work, right? So most recently, he just had um, Bill Corbett, who was the voice of Crow on Mystery Science Theater oh, wow. when I was watching. And he, they talked about Mystery Science Theater. They talked about writing and comedy and all this stuff. And like the whole time I was listening, which is also funny, I was hearing Crow's voice, <laughs> right? Because he was just, and it was, it, I just kind of smiled at yeah, times yeah. when they were just telling stories about you know their lives. Yeah, and I like that Jonah Radio, he, he does, he breaks it up because he put, plays music. In between stuff. And like independent, like local artists, yeah, like, like punk bands weird, and stuff. Weird, like, not yeah. like popular music. So exactly. That's, that, I think that that kind of breaks up the monotony, which is what we kind of try to do with our segmented uh, our segmented structure here as well, yeah. residual culture. Yeah. Col- <laughs> residual culture. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about how you got into podcasts, because uh, like, let's just get this right yeah. off the bat. Like You have significantly more experience with podcasts than I do, and I'm sure that you've listened to many more podcasts than I have. So, so, Joe, I, so anyways, I was just going to say, so how did you get into podcasts? Yeah, so when I was like 14, I would like... I, I we have, I live on a, my, my parents live on a large lot. Uh, we have a lot of grass. And so I had to mow that grass. And it, there's also a hill at that with grass on it. So you had to like push a lawnmower up a hill. So it took me a long time. And I also hated it. And so I would kind of drag it out to make my like parents feel sorry for me <laughs> or something. Nice. They never did. They always made me do it. But so it took me like, like several, several hours to mow the front lawn, the side lawn and the back lawn. Um, and so I used to listen to music. Um, and then I was like, I'm so tired of just listening to like music while doing this because like you know it, it kind of just you stop thinking about the music and you just kind of start just drifting off. And then I discovered podcasts, and the first podcast I listened to was The Nerdist. Um, and I listened to their very first episode um, with uh, the guy from Reno 911. Oh really? Yeah, the main yeah, guy from yeah. Reno 911. Yeah. Um, and so. I loved it, and like they were kind of edgy, and like they were cussing, and like when I was like fourteen, I was like, "Oh, my parents, like I don't know, like I probably shouldn't be listening to this, but I love it." Um, and so rebellious I, young little, Joey, little rebellious young fourteen-year-old Joey, and so I would listen to it, um, and that was kind of my initiation into podcasts, and then I kind of explored from there. Um, actually, before Nerdist, though, I grew up listening to This American Life, and This American Life mm. f- with from you know uh, from NPR uh, with Ira Glass. I've been listening to that since I was before I could walk. This is like one of the. I mean, I'm pretty this sure this is the that, OG podcast. It's it's one of the OG podcasts, but I'm pretty sure it's also like the most like one of the, it's most, the most popular. popular. Like that right? and Radiolab, and they yeah. were around before podcasting was a thing. Um, and so like they're a radio show that they just now it's called a podcast, quote unquote. But that's what podcasting is. It's just radio. It's just on demand radio that anyone can make. Yep, radio. It sort of distributes the means to actually produce those podcasts or like a yeah. radio show to other people because it makes it easier. Yeah, and so yeah, that's when I started was this American Life, and then when I started mowing, I listened to the Nerdist, and then I kind of had when I came to college, I was a computer science major, and I kind of had an existential crisis as most people do when they come to college, and I decided to change my, change my major to journalism, um, and. Then I wasn't even sure about journalism, really. And then I took a class with uh, a friend of the podcast, Phil Corbett. Um, his band, People With Bodies, actually does our theme music. So uh, shout out it's to Phil. It's all coming full circle. Yeah. Um, and so Phil has a podcast, a very successful podcast called Van Sounds. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's about travel and music and stuff. Um, but he taught a one-credit course here for one semester, and I just happened to take that course. 
and it was on podcasting. And I took it and I decided I wanted to start a podcast called Niche, um, which I still do. Um, that's where the, this is housed. Um, and I realized that this is, that's what I wanted to do with my life. Like that was the moment that was the watershed moment in my life where I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, I love audio editing. I love collecting the audio. I love everything about it. Um, and I kind of became prolific, I would say in a way. I mean, I now edit five podcasts. Um, is that down from before? I thought you said, or maybe you've, you've done like seven. Um, it's yeah. I, 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 you edit currently actually six. I'm sorry. I do edit. I edit six, but I've done seven. Um, well, two of them aren't out yet, so I can't really talk about them. But <laughs> oh, okay, well, there it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's and I mean, I, I, I then got an internship at the local NPR station, and so I now produce radio pieces all the time. Uh, I still do my podcast niche, and then I started this because we were like, hey, we should start a podcast. I know that was a really long kind of description of it, but yeah, that's okay. You want to know how I got into podcasts? Yeah, how did you get into podcasts? You, yeah, done. <laughs> there. Well, I mean, when did at, you start listening, though? Well, yeah, start listening. Um, actually, my sister. Uh, well, no, I, I mean. Okay, I should. Th- th- there's a. The short answer is my sister was the one who kept pressuring me. She's like, "Hey, you really need to listen to, um, you know, Serial. Hey, you you still haven't listened to Serial? You're a horrible person. You now you need to listen to this thing." And I'm like, "All right, podcast, sure, whatever." I just thought to myself, "When am I going to have time in the day to listen to a podcast?" But as luck would have it, I now live close enough to my place of work that I can walk to work. Yeah. And while I was walking, same thing with you, I was listening to music. And I was like, wait, I could actually just use this time to listen to a podcast or something else. So uh, that's what I started doing. Um, actually, the first time I did podcasts is when I it was last, I think it was just last summer, actually. I mean, I listened to some scattered podcasts before, but last summer I finally downloaded um, S-Town. S-Town is one of the best podcasts ever made, in my opinion. It is it is number two to my number one, which I will talk about later. But. All right, yeah. So S-Town was really good, and what I did is because um, I was traveling internationally, so I was going to go be going... I went to London for a, for, for the summer, and um, I listened to S-Town on the way over, and it's I just... Fantastic. I Fantastic. Like, I couldn't stop, you know? I, it was like I was getting to that point on the flight when I was, like, kind of starting to nod off because I had been up for so many hours, but... I just went back and revisited um, those episodes I kind of drifted in and out of consciousness for and finished it. And um, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. I it's liked it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so, it's like that, like to me, is like what I want to do as a career is make podcasts like that. And that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, uh, if anyone's a... listening, uh, hire me, please. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if anybody's out there looking for a true pro, podcast smooth, Joey Lovato. Yeah. What up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I think the, I, I don't... Like S Town is another one of those things that I feel similar. I feel similar about S Town. Uh, how about this? <laughs> S Town and the movie Mumford are similar to me. Oh yeah, I could see that. And that I don't want to spoil. I can walk you up to a point, and then I can't spoil the twist because the twist is what makes S Town. The twist is what makes Mumford. And I would say that there's almost like a, there's a couple twists really because it, I think coming from different perspectives of the characters within this real life story really change your perspective on like how things happen. I, I won't say anything more other than like the first couple episodes you think it's going to be about one thing and then it completely then it changes. changes. That's the one I'm talking about because and, it's and like after that moment you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> you know? And, and I don't think we need to say any more than that. I think a yeah. lot of people have probably listened to S-Town. If you haven't listened to it, it's from the people that made Serial, which yeah. I think Serial was the first podcast that, like, 
brought it into the mainstream. Huge. Huge. Yeah. And I've listened to both seasons of that, and I think that they're both fantastic. So how about this? Do you listen? Because I know that uh, among the other popular podcasts out there are, um, there's a lot of true crime stuff. So like yeah. my, my Favorite Murder. Yeah. Do you listen to that? No, I don't really listen to a lot of true crime stuff other than Serial. Yeah. It's interesting. Because... Um, and I think the only reason I listen to Serial is like, I'm, uh, to an extent, I'm kind of in the industry, right? A little right, bit. Right. And so everyone was like, you got to listen to it. And I'm like, I guess I got to listen to it. And yeah. I also love This American Life, which is kind of where Serial came from a little bit. Yep. Um, and I lo- I'm a big NPR nerd. Um, so I-, I love I love me some NPR. But uh, I also listen to Planet Money a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Podcasts. With, um, um, it's got like, who's this? is all just a bunch of NPR reporters. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Like Robert Could, Smith is like yeah, because the don't guy. they do like um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm thinking of other stuff, but I thought, no, yeah, Planet Money. Um, sorry, that's a strange thing, but I was like, wait, where I'm trying to place this because yeah. it's just about like finance and economics and yeah, but they do a really good job of making it relatable and making it interesting and like fun for people that don't give a crap right. about it. Right. Okay. It, finance and economics is not like a fun topic. <laughs> no. Well. Inherently. Right. Um, yeah. but they do a really good job of like making it interesting um and so that's why i I love that show uh and reply all is another really popular podcast that i love they talk about the internet they talk i mean that's kind of their thing they're like reply all podcast about the internet so out of all the podcasts you listen to do you would you say that um you listen mostly like what type of podcast do you think is the most common like do you listen to like comedy podcasts i do i used to listen to comedy podcasts more but i've just because i listen to so many i've moved away from it because those are also like big right like comedy podcasts are really big i mean popular i mean i mean wtf with mark maron and then you made it weird is a comedy podcast it's just pete holmes interviewing comedians and the nerdist was also a comedy podcast yeah um i think that there are like different definitely some genres there there's true crime is a big one comedy is a big one and then there's kind of the like NPR storytelling, and then there's news. News, yeah. That's news. the other one. Yeah. Um, the only news one I listen to is Up First by NPR. Okay. It's 10 minutes in the morning. Listen to it. I know what's going on. It's every day. It's great. It nice. talked about Kim Jong-un this morning. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so I listen to, to those. Um, it's hard to say. Like, I think that I appreciate the heavily edited medium more because that's like what I do, and it's really hard yeah. to do well. Um, I get that. Yeah, it's, it just takes a long time. Um, people don't realize the amount of time it takes to make a five-minute edited radio piece. Um, and so when they're 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, you're like, this is crazy. They put so much time into this. Right. Um, and, and so I, I those are like the ones that I kind of gravitate towards just because I kind of appreciate them more. But then I you get tired of them to an extent, and then you want to listen to something like this, which is much more discussion-based. Having a conversation. Just yeah. talking, bro. Which I think is important. I think it's important to have that diversity. Yeah. It's interesting because, so I listen to, I mean, I'll listen to like, uh, you know, long conversations with Joan Radio, but then the other stuff that I listen to primarily, uh, honestly, is like, I listen to baseball podcasts. Sports, yeah. Sport, and sports are another big genre. Because, I mean, I just didn't know where to start, but I got some recommendations and I, it's like, listen, like, I, I, I would be the first person to kind of foo-foo like fantasy sports, Yeah. but I, I only play fantasy baseball but like it has become so addicting to me, yeah. Because baseball is like an every day for you know eight months of the year or whatever. Yeah. Um, that it's really just enhanced my appreciation for the game of baseball. All the statistical analysis that goes into baseball. Um, so like all those things. So like effectively wild, and then there's like a fantasy baseball today podcast. So I get a lot of like baseball news and notes because I also feel like baseball. <laughs> Because it goes on for so long and it's such a long season and there's like, 
it just seems like so many stories will get buried. Yeah. And so if I have a podcast to listen to, like when I'm walking, I get like the day's news for baseball and it's like, okay, great. Like now I'm caught up or I know, you know, I know, what's going how, on. I know how much velocity has dropped off of Kenley Jansen's cutter. You okay. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I don't, I, I could, because I know for a fact, I will not take time out of my day elsewhere to when I'm like reading news to say like, Hmm, wonder what's happening with Kenley Jansen's cutter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cutter being a pitch, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. And it's not cutting right now. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's, that's the, that's the thing. So I listen to that. I listen to, you what know, is not, your, what is your favorite podcast? I, it's really difficult to say because I, I certainly appreciated Serial, but if you ask me what my favorite is, I think I would also separate it out to say like like ongoing, like currently, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, Versus or, like self-contained. Like a series. Series. And I don't know. I mean, I, certainly I enjoyed S-Town. It was great. It was really enjoyable to listen to. So that's up there. But I also, I really, because I, I identify so much with like the guests and the topics that are talked about for the most part on like Jonah Radio. Yeah. I would also say like Jonah Radio is a you know one of my favorite podcasts. My so my favorite podcast of all time is called Mystery Show. Okay. And it's funny because I feel like there are parallels to my favorite TV show of all time which is Firefly which we talked about in a couple episodes right. back. It was one season and got canceled. <laughs> oh, no, I think maybe you've mentioned this before. I don't know if it's been on air. No, we ha- it hasn't been on air. Yeah. But we talked about this as yeah, so Mystery Show is fantastic. I think it was it has like 8 or 10 episodes and it's just this Starly Kine, uh, she uh, was a producer on This American Life. I believe she's now doing that again, but she did start this mystery show uh, for a while. And it's just about her kind of solving mysteries for these people that she's friends with or people that kind of come to her. And they're not mysteries like you would think of, like, you know, like, this guy was murdered, what happened to him? But it's, like, one of my favorite ones is about Britney Spears, actually, and it's this author who is not a very popular author. She's written, like, three books, and no one really read her books or anything, and she kind of gave up, and she's, you know, teaching or something. But Britney Spears was photographed reading her book, and she just came to Starly Kind, the host of the show, and was like, can you ask Britney if she liked my book? <laughs> and it's kind of this whole journey. It's an hour-long journey that's really heartfelt. She does an amazing job of interviewing people and getting their story, and the best thing about Mystery Show is that it's not about where you end up. It really is about the journey because I think like her getting there is great. And eventually she does get into, spoiler, she gets into a Britney Spears VIP concert and like the like people are like, you're not allowed to talk to Britney, but you're allowed to take one picture with her. And nice. like as she goes up to take the picture with Britney, she's like, did you like this book? And Britney was like, <laughs> was like what? And because like Britney Spears is kind of a robot now. Yeah. She's kind of just like lost all like sense of humanity and a lot of and like kind of, and it kind of exemplifies that and makes you feel really bad for her. Um, but yeah, this podcast kind of gets to this point of like, did did Britney Spears like this unknown author's book? She she hmm. did, she did. But um, it's all about Starley kind of getting there. Um, she interviews people and she always asks about their personal stories. When she's getting tickets for the concert, she asks the guy like, "Oh, like how did you end up becoming like a concert like HR guy like on the phone?" And he's like, "Well, like my mom's a single mom and like I, I and then like you're like, wow, like you got this really heartfelt story." Or she calls a librarian to see if she can find her friend's book. And, the, and then it turns out the librarian's parents had won the lottery. And then the librarian was like, I just want to separate myself from my family because, like, they have all this money. But, like, I want to show that I can do something on my own. So and, I'm a librarian. Yeah. No it's problem. Like, it's really – it's amazing the, the stories that she gets out of people. And I think it's really, really, really well done. See, and I think, you know, that in itself – so um, I think we can talk a little bit about what makes a good podcast because yeah. there are a lot of podcasts that are produced in this building. There are oh, a lot of podcasts so that are podcasts. out there. And I, I think that you got to have 
a good premise. Yes. Right. And I like that premise of like solving people's mysteries. Like you submit a mystery to me and we just see where it goes. Right. Yeah. I heard about another one recently called, uh, can I get a ride? Which is like two, two girls, they offer free rides to the airport. Okay. As long as you agree to be interviewed, like on the ride, they interview you. That's awesome. Right. Which is great. So it's like you get a free ride to the airport and you just have to have a conversation. Right. And I don't know if they use all of them, but it's at least like, it's a chance for them to get someone and be like, what are you doing in town? Like, why, why are you here? I love this. I I would like to listen to it actually, because it's a great idea. Um, Yeah. No, I think that that is important is to like have kind of this evergreen. I mean, and if it's not evergreen, you need to make it seasoned. Yeah. Um, like you need to have like a not 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 seasoned like with spices, <laughs> yeah. but seasoned like you have a season of you know cereal or something. And I think residual culture. I think the reason I liked it is kind of we do have this kind of evergreen idea of like there's so many media things we could we could go forever and not even scratch the surface of. I mean, let's just point this out. We've for the most part, I would say the majority of our episodes, we're just laying down broad territory. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Like podcasts. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Let's just like spitball a bunch of podcast names, but then you know what we can do later? We'll come back in and we can just do only talk show style. true crime or only, you know, whatever. And then yeah. just talk about what's good there. Yeah. So I do think you need a premise, but I think the other thing is, especially depending on the format, but you got to have like, there's a craft that comes with either conversation or soliciting good um, answers out of you, like being a good interviewer, yeah. you know, uh, knowing how to kind of keep things rolling. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I don't want to, like, toot our own horn or anything here, but I think, like, the something that I think works really well with us is that we do have this kind of student-teacher relationship, and also, you know so much. You do. Like, you, you're, no, I, I know you're shaking your head, yeah, but, like, well, you really, you just, you've consumed a lot. There you go. You, <laughs> yeah, okay. But that I'll take, that's fair. I've consumed a lot of media. And and I, off the mic, I have had discussions with people that know you, and we're always like, how is Ben so dang smart? <laughs> no, but, but but they just perceive, like, because I've spent so much of my time consuming things, they're like, oh, well, he knows a, a lot about that thing, right? Yeah. But, like, ask me how to, you know, repair a car. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I, I think me, I, I kind of have this, I don't know, I try to humble myself a lot and kind of being like, I don't know what that is. And I think mm. we kind of have this fun. And I'm also really contrarian. I accept that. I accept that people don't normally agree with my opinions. <laughs> you know what? We started off this episode by saying this is going to be meta, and it is meta because now we're talking about ourselves and our own podcast. Yeah, we've, it has we've really, truly gotten there. We've gotten deep. Yeah, let's 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 bring it out a bit. Let's let's zoom out a little bit and talk about like what 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 podcasts been are 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 you listening to actively that you would recommend to people. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I'm actually the most excited about this newer one, like Lost Notes, because okay, I yeah. think, but, you know, at, as of this point, there's only like two, three, maybe four episodes. And again, they're like 20 minutes long, so easily digestible, or at least a half an hour. And I think- It's like a smaller podcast, right? Smaller podcast, just getting started off. And, you know, I love that premise because I can get some interesting story about you know, whatever, Louis Louis, right? Yeah. Like I just, now I know some cool stuff about Louis Louis that I didn't know before and I can point things out in song, in the song and it's yeah, all, it's, it's kind of music based, right? Well, you could get these fun, like, I got a fact for you. Have you heard about this? Yeah, did you know, yeah, right? that's fun. Um, exactly right. I, I've got like two that I think people should listen to. Um, one smaller and one I think is more popular. I don't, I think I'm the only person I know that listens to it, but I, I think it is a bigger podcast. The smaller one is called Imaginary Worlds. Hmm. Um, and it's by an ex NPR reporter, so he like quit NPR to like make this show, um, and it's just about like 
he talks about he talks a lot about what we talk about, but he does an edited format where he does interviews and he he does like music breaks and he he has you know narration over it. And he talks about like zombies or superheroes or you know uh, who who are you reading right now? Ursula K. Le Guin. He has a whole yeah. episode on Ursula K. Le Guin. That um, was that was actually I finished that a bit ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and so yeah, it's 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 really nice. I like. Did you listen? You listen to Imaginary Worlds? I haven't yet. No. Oh, okay. No. Um, and so he has this. He has really interesting topics usually, and they're pretty nerdy. Um, and so check it out if you want to learn more about like very specific topics within nerddom. And the other one is Heavyweight, which is about familial problems. And it's done by Alex uh, – oh, is it Alex um, Alex Gold something? <laughs> he, I should know this. He's like a very well-known uh, hmm. reporter. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's very Jewish. <laughs> okay. And he's really funny. And he talks both about his own family, about his friends' families, and about other families that he's kind of seen. And it's it's just about, like, you know, it's hard to deal with family, but you got him. And it's not necessarily always about just family. Like, it's also friends and stuff like that. Um, one of them is, like, this guy was roommates with the musician Moby. <laughs> and Hintre- and yeah, he okay. lent Moby his, like, CDs. And Moby sampled them and became famous because of these CDs he borrowed. And he never gave the CD back to his roommate. And the roommate just wants the CDs back. <laughs> and it's kind of about the roommate relationship. And it's great. Yeah. Um, and Alex or, and it's not Alex Goldman. Alex Goldman is the host of Reply All. But it's Alex... God, I can't remember it. I, 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 I always yeah. forget names. I'm horrible with names. This, this yeah, that's we right. found out. But um, it's a great podcast. Listen Roommates, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. Had some good ones? Uh, yeah, but we don't need to get into that right now. I've only had good roommates. I've had I've had really good roommates, I would say, but um, there have also been just like strange, strange moments. I feel like, <laughs> I, okay, like uh, I just feel like, so, oh man, I got to be careful because there are some roommates <laughs> who I'm like, you guys are great. You guys are totally awesome. I loved living there. But there have also been other times and it's been great, but I seem to have been roommates with people at like really strange moments in their lives. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And so either that person was gone a lot or I was like actively harboring a person in my in my own apartment. Oh no. And like other people are looking for that person. Oh. And I, this, this is nothing criminal, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, but it's yeah. just like, it's like strange things go on in people's lives, right? Yeah. Um, so there's, uh, there's my very general roommate discussion. I'll just, uh, my roommates, uh, I had roommates that were Norwegian when I lived in Australia, and they're great. Hey, guys, how's it going? Brage, Eric, uh, Lee, you guys are great. Serious <laughs> shout-outs. Yeah, for real. They're the best. I'm coming back to claim my country, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Ben is Norwegian, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in Norway knows my name, but no one has my name. Exactly. Um, do Mind we, blow. Do we want to do some, some emerging culture? Let's do some emerging culture with that. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll be right back. Cool. All right, we are back from our emergent culture segment, and we have watched, or I guess not watched, we've listened to the trailer for a podcast uh, coming up called We Came to Win. Yeah, it sounds like it's about soccer. It's all about soccer. All about soccer. It sounds like specifically the World Cup? Well, I think, I mean, it seems like it. We didn't really find out too much from the trailer other than the fact that um, it's about the game that's more than just a game. Yeah, well, it's about, I think it's both about like old players, current players, and people that have just been fans. Yeah, like stories from soccer about, yeah, like fans or people and like how soccer, it it does, it, it attracts, like when the World Cup happens, it attracts, you know, half of the world's population 
the largest sporting event, most likely, I think it is, in the world. Yeah. Um, happens once every four years, and it, and it really has lots of other things, like lots of geopolitics, lots of things about culture, cultural conflicts. I mean, the most the upcoming World Cup has had a lot of sketchy stuff going on. There's always sketchy stuff happening with the yeah. World Cup, yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting, like the, the, the host says, oh, I can list the winners of every World Cup, right, yeah. since the beginning. Now, that sounds impressive, but Joey, let me ask you this. Play, right. Playful fun trivia. Yeah. Do you know how many countries have won the World Cup uh, in its entire history? I'm going to guess like eight. You're spot on, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was right? only eight. Yeah. Yes. There's only eight countries that oh, have won. Man. So a lot of times when, when I tell people that, they're like, what? Really? Yeah. You know, it's like, what, like, just Germany wins, like, has won like five. And like, there's, they're only every four years. So there hasn't been that many. Exactly. Yep. The number um, and Brazil and Germany now, I think, are tied with five each. Okay. Cool. Yep. So I guess this sounds interesting to me just because, um, you know, like my wife is from Brazil. And obviously, Brazil, it's like soccer is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, or sorry. Futebol. Futebol. Futebol? Futebol. <laughs> yeah, futebol. All right. They also have futevolley, which Vo- is volleyball? volleyball played with your feet. What? They do that in Brazil on that's the beaches. Thing? Yeah, they oh. just, they, no hands. Oh, that sounds really hard. Uh, not for Brazilians, because <laughs> they're insane. Um, yeah, so it sounds interesting. I don't know. Um, kind of reminds me, I mean, there are some crazy stories from the World Cup. So Yeah, I would like to kind of, I'm not super into soccer. But I'm really, I like hearing kind of like those like intrigue and like, oh, wow. Like I, there was one quote, I think, in the trailer that was like, if you don't win, don't come back. And I'm like, that sounds crazy. Well, and that's some of the other oh, yeah. stuff that's very interesting. I know is like, like if like players do poorly, I think they've been murdered. Oh, yeah, they have. That's crazy. Very. That's in- insane. Though. Very infamously, the Colombian team from 1994 when the U.S., when the cup was in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a really good uh, ESPN documentary, those 30 for 30 documentaries. Oh, yeah. It's actually the best one out there. It's called... Uh, um, uh, the two Escobars. Okay. And it's all about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. And and I forget the other Escobar, but he's the the guy that scored the own goal on Colombia and oh, was murdered. Oh, and was killed, yeah. And they, they link their lives together. It's very interesting. Interesting, yeah. Really good. Um yeah, so so those that we came to win. It sounds interesting. Again, I'm not super into soccer, but I'll I'll probably I'll probably check it out. Give it a try. I'll give it a, I, it's from Gimlet Media, mm. which again I'm wearing a Gimlet Media shirt. Wearing the shirt, man. I'm a, a corporate shill. Just walking around with an advertisement there on your were, shirt. There were a couple. <laughs> it's true. There are a couple other things I wanted to talk about actually before we we wrap up today, sure. which was um, w- when do you listen to podcasts? Like, what do you do when you're listening to a podcast? Yeah, for me, it's 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 very simple. I'm either walking to work, so I'm walking through the park listening to a podcast, or I'm at home do, like washing dishes or okay. like ironing or like you know like other stuff like that. Um, Every now and then, uh, which it has not gone over well recently, I'll turn them on like in the morning when I get in the shower. But then if my wife is still home and it's like a podcast like Jonah Radio where they play like punk rock and heavy metal, if that comes on, she's like, do I really need to listen to this at like (laughs) seven in the morning? Yeah, But Uh, that's it. How about yourself? uh, I listen to, so when I wake up in the morning, I just turn on up first and I play it out loud. So I get my news for the day in 10 minutes. All right. Um, and then I, I I listen to it when I drive to school, which is about a 15-minute drive, and then my drive home. Um, so I can usually get an episode of something in there or half an episode of, like, This American Life or Radio Lab. Um, so over two days I can finish an episode. Um, and then I I'll, I also listen to it when I do very menial tasks. I don't mow the lawn anymore, um, but I do, you know, when I'm doing laundry, when I'm washing the dishes, I, I love to get – and I, I actually – it's funny. I've really, really come to appreciate menial tasks. Um, I really enjoy, like, folding laundry and just kind of listening to podcasts 
it's kind of like, oh, well, I have to do this. Like, this is a thing that no one likes to do, but at least I get to listen to podcast, listen to like my craft, listen to something that I really enjoy. It's actually a really good filler. And that, that's a really good point too, because like I, you know, I'm, I'm like on dishes duty all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I'll do the dishes, but like, I'm just going to plug in. So like, if you, you know, tap me on the shoulder, if I don't yeah. <laughs> you know, respond or whatever. Yeah. And um, so I, I do, I do like, I also like, it just doesn't happen very much, but I do sometimes like, like me and my girlfriend or me and my friends will just kind of sit down and listen to a podcast. And we'll just kind of sit there and listen to it. That's interesting. Yeah. And we can't do it with long pep podcasts, but like, it's fun to like listen to it and then like talk about it. No, that's great. In fact, there probably should be more of that because it's one of the concerns I had about podcasting is that it's so individualized yeah. mostly. It just kind of gives you fodder by yourself to listen. But like elsewhere around the world, one of the other, I think quite frankly, one of the challenges for podcasts is that in the West where people are walking around with earbuds in, it makes sense. But like in other places, they listen communally, right? Yeah, they'll yeah. listen to, they'll have like a radio and people gather around the radio and yeah, listen. Yeah. And like, I don't know how podcasts overcome that barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like what does, in fact, um, uh, Nesta, uh, who's, who's also a grad student here, he's from Kenya. And he was saying the same thing. He's very interested in like, what do podcasts look like for Kenyans, yeah. right? Or even the Kenyan diaspora. Yeah. Right. Are they listening to podcasts? Would they listen to podcasts? Is it a way for them to kind of keep in touch with what's going back, what's going on back in Kenya, or or how would it work? Yeah. You know. Um, I I also like this is coming back to like what I talked about earlier, which is kind of when I grew up listening to This American Life. Like I grew up like that was just playing on the radio when my mom was cleaning on Sundays, and like sure. I would be like playing with my brother or something, and my you know my dad would be like working in the garden, and like it would just be playing out loud. And, like, I kind of would just listen to it. No one would really talk to one another, but we'd all just kind of be around as a family listening to these stories. And then, like, it would end, and it would they'd go into classical music or something, and, and, and we'd all kind of start chatting about it and be like, oh, hey, Joey, like, when I was, like, eight or nine, and my mom would be like, well, what do you think of that? And, like, and that was a very big growing moment for me, and it was, it was really nice that, like, that's a thing that the family can share together. It's important, yeah. right? Listen to it and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about was just where do you get your podcast? Both, like, how do you, like, when what do you choose to listen to? Like, do you have recommendations mostly from friends or? Yeah, I mean, mine, mine you know, has purely come from friends basically but um originally when i was looking for like a like a uh, service to get a podcast i originally got uh podcast addict okay because uh, i'm on an android device and it seemed to get good reviews yeah. but then i saw somebody else ask like it was either like a facebook post or something and somebody's like hey where do you get your podcasts and like people all went on there and they're like oh yeah a uh, good friend of mine, Nick, actually at that point, a um, uh, friend of the podcast, he said he gets it from Stitcher. So I'm like, oh, if Nick likes it, I'm going to try out Stitcher. And uh, we're on Stitcher now, so yeah. residual culture is there. So I get mine from Stitcher now. Yeah, uh, I I still use Apple Podcasts, which mm -hmm. is bad. It's not a great service, but it's the most popular one by, by far. Sure. Um, yeah, and it's just because it's, you know, it's the most popular one. I've tried other podcasting apps, and I'm just so used to the Apple Podcast one that it's yeah. hard for me to move away from it. Um, but... Yeah, that's where I get mine. And then I usually, I listen to a lot of, whenever a friend recommends a podcast to me, I'm always like, oh, cool. Like, I want to check that out. I want to listen to it. So, yeah. And then I, one more thing I wanted to bring up was just that my friend the other day texted me and was just like, I, I think she just, she, she just screenshotted like a tweet or something. And it was just like, hey, dude, we should start a podcast is the equivalent, is the, is the modern day equivalent of, hey, we should start a band. <laughs> It is. It really would, is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And certainly. do you think that the market is getting too saturated? There are so many podcasts that have like one listener or two listeners. Yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of podcasts out there, but I th it seems to me anyways that like the way that people find out is a lot more by word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not connected with one of the big organizations that can push out stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so in that sense, it you know, 
you could argue that there's a relatively level playing field. I mean, you got to funnel yeah. them through those distribution services, but you have you got a shot, and at least you can be on the platform, right? Yeah. With with basically no cost, so you might as well give it a try. Yeah. So hey, if you want to try out podcasting, you should uh, you should do it. But don't compete with us. Yeah, exactly. Don't compete with us. Also, if you're hiring, please, please. It's you can <laughs> you can tell that it's like end of the year yeah. for Joey. You know, when He's this like, episode Im- when it, when this episode airs, I will have been graduated. Yeah, and and it's like you know that's that very real impending sense of doom that's <laughs> coming right now of like yes. uh, I'm graduating and uh, what are the prospects? I I I, uh, I said it a few episodes back and I'll say it again. I'm pretty sure after I graduate, you just die, right? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> not me, but oh, like me. you, just like people, I right? Just, yeah, I just yeah, stop. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next week, Tarantino. Let's do it. Let's kind of get back to our roots. We're going back to our roots a little bit. Yeah, we we're got, just talking about one director. We just ascended to the levels of meta. Yeah. And now we're going back to the roots, yeah. the grassroots. So we're going to go focus in on a director. So we're going to go next week and rank Tarantino films. Yeah, and I have seen all of them, so... And I think the only one I have not seen is Hateful Eight. Yes. Now, we should also say that the caveat for that is we're only going to do Tarantino's directing. Yeah. Mo- like the he, movies that he directed. He also wrote, I think, From Dusk Till Dawn and Four Rooms and True Death Romance. Proof. True Romance, yeah. Death well. Proof. So we're going to skip those ones. I don't, maybe he did direct Death, Death Proof, but it's a bad movie. So we're going to skip that one. Uh, <laughs> well, well, yeah. We'll, so we'll we'll look at the list. We'll come. We'll rank order. Yeah, so we'll this is going to be another then. great fodder for discussion and yeah. debate and everything else. I'll tell you that you have no heart, and it's going to be wrong. It's going to be beautiful. Yes, I'm going to love it. All right. Well, this. Uh, so thanks for joining us today. You can find us uh, on all the social media. So all that's of them. Twitter at Residual Culture, uh, Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook, which happens to be the most active community right now. Uh, and you can support us on Patreon by searching for Residual Culture Podcast. If you want to email us, email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. Our music is Finder by People With Bodies uh, from Phil Corbett, a friend of the podcast, uh, the guy who got me into it. That's right. And so I'm Ben Birkenbein. <laughs> and I am Joey Lovato. This has been Residual Culture. Get into it. Get into it.